You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Mary Jo, I continue to work, and even though you're retired, you actually continue to work as, as well. So we're among the old people who continue to do their job. And nobody really cares very much about what you and I do. Maybe our spouse. Well, your spouse, he works like mad, even though he's yeah. retired. He's a retired worker, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but the guy that everybody cares about who's older but is not retiring is Joe Biden. And David Ignatius, notable columnist and a guy I respect a lot, uh, wrote uh, a big article, a big column this week, uh, essentially saying, no, I love you, Joe. You've done a heck of a job, but it's time to step aside. I don't know. What do you think about all this? Well, I don't know about the age issue. Um, I did read Ignatius's column. Um, but I think that what Ignatius is talking about and what a lot of folks are talking about is really the existential threat of Biden hobbling into the election weekend and the possibility of Trump, who's only three years younger than him, winning again. I mean, the idea of Trump becoming president again is so terrifying, not just for us personally, but I think for 50-some percent of the country. And you'd think, well, that should be enough of a hedge. There'll be people to vote against um, Trump, even if they're not voting for Biden. But Biden, um, if anything happens to him in the next, what is it, 15 months, he has a McConnell freeze moment. He takes a fall. Any of those things that play into the narrative that he is not physically able to do the work and that then we have um, Kamala Harris as the president um, may give people some pause and they may vote for Trump or stay home, not vote at all. And I just feel sometimes is. I think what people are thinking, like what Ignatius is thinking is, is it worth the risk? And why is Biden running again? Is it ego? Is it, I need to finish the job? Or I'm not as old as you think I am? And I know the new Frank Foer book, which has just come out, and it's a biography, a very positive biography of Biden. Um dismisses a lot of these issues about his, not his age specifically, but his ability to do the job. But I've been thinking about something else, John, which is if I were Biden and I saw what was coming for my kid, meaning Hunter Biden, and I don't know how fragile this dude's sobriety is, I might say, listen, I have to leave the public eye. And maybe if I do, they will leave Hunter alone. Because can you imagine what it's like right now to be Hunter Biden? And with the impeachment, this is all about Hunter. Mm -hmm. And does he really want to be the center of a discussion 
about his father's corruption, weakness, whatever. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying from a human perspective, um, from a human perspective, does it make sense um, to continue to run? What do you think about that? Well, you know, I think it's a real question. And there are a couple of things we do know. Joe Biden certainly was very motivated to be president. He worked on it much of his adult life. Uh, he he appears, at least, to enjoy being president and uh, to be very good at it. And so I think, you know, we can understand why he would say, no, I want to stay in this job. I believe I'm the most capable guy. But we also know what I think your, your point is towards. Joe Biden is a very devoted parent, and he's a parent who has gone through uh, more tragedy than most of us would ever experience, uh, you know, all the way back to the loss of his wife, right when he uh, uh, went into to the Senate uh, and the loss of Bo uh, as well. And people, I know people who oppose Biden sit on the sideline and snipe at, well, that, you know, Hunter, he was an addict and he was this and he did everything else. You've got to put yourself in a father's point of view, a parent's point of view. There, you know somebody's an addict, but all you do is worry about them all the time. And, you know, what could happen? And I'm sure right now, uh, and I think maybe it's what you're saying, Joe Biden is really worrying how could this affect Hunter? You know, what What could happen? Could it collapse his sobriety? What is this guy going through? Hunter has clearly, you know, had problems before. He's having troubles now. And if I were Joe Biden, I would think I'm bringing this on my son. This would not happen without me. And that's a really painful experience. Don't you it think? is. I, it is. And I'm not sure. Um how long that can go on you know it's going to get worse and uglier i mean the dude was indicted yesterday for something that no person whose name isn't biden would have been indicted for at least that's what all the legal experts are saying and and that's only going to get worse because there are more indictments to come yeah he's going to be indicted more on the tax issues right and before the tax, he was we even get yeah, before we even get to all the Republican investigations uh, about his business dealings and charisma and all those kind of things, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Right. And, you know, I think it is true that Hunter Biden was trading on his father's name. Now, he, he is a lawyer. Like, I think he's a Yale-educated lawyer. And he was a lobbyist. He was an influence peddler. I mean... That's a job. People do it. And um, all kinds of famous people's kids take advantage of the famous name that they have. I, I don't think that's really what he can be criticized. For. I mean, you can criticize him, but there's no law against it. Maybe there should be um, restricting family members of politicians. But at this point, there isn't. So were those deals corrupt? There's actually no evidence of that. Were they 
lucky deals because his last name was Biden. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, ultimately what the Republicans are trying to find is that there was some kind of, you know, quid pro quo and Biden took part of the money. That's their, that's their hope, their dream. It is. And I think what you're saying is on some evening in uh, the family uh, quarters at the White House, Joe says, Jill, can I talk to you about something? I, I'm asking myself, when I think about Hunter, I think about everything else going on. Is this actually worth it? What it, do you think, Jill? Is that what you're thinking? I do. I think that he has to be asking himself, is it worth it? Otherwise, he's not the guy that we think that he is. And he has a very small window at this point to make the decision that he is not going to put his family through the next two years of investigations and impeachments and the, uh, the impeachment and, um, and just wild accusations because he's not running against Mitt Romney. He'll be running against Trump who has, you know, no, um, his no shame in terms of what he's going to say. So if he doesn't drop out, John, I believe he has to give a speech in which he says, I've thought about running, dropping out because I'm trying to protect my son. And many of you have had children who are addicts or parents who are addicts or something, you know, like that. And they do bad and stupid things, not even always illegal things, but just stupid things. And I've tried to protect my son from that. And I have not been able to do that. And the criminal justice system is going to do what it's going to do. I'm not going to get involved in that. But I believe that our family is strong enough to weather this crazy stuff. If he just puts his head in the sand about all this, he looks like a very, very selfish father to me. Yeah. I'm yeah. starting to question his decision making whenever the hunter thing gets involved. And that makes me wonder about his ability, um, not just to be a candidate, but to be a president. Um, be, that's, that's just me. But, you know, I have experience. I mean, I've known people. I know people now with different addictions than... Um, the people around them do not act well, <laughs> you know? No. So I don't, I don't know. So to me, it's yeah. not really the age thing, although that's part of it. Um, but it. But it is this, the hunter thing for me, I just can't get it out of my mind. Like, listen, you selfish old man, let your yeah. child alone. Yeah. So let's assume that, all that happened. I, I have to say, by the way, just my editorial, while I understand the logic and the human concern of all of it, I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, You don't think he'll drop out? No. I, 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 I don't, but, but I understand. And I, I found myself in reading the David Ignatius article feeling like very smart guys giving voice to what a lot of people uh, are thinking. But let's just kind of what if this for a minute. Let's assume that Joe Biden does that. And let's even push it a month from now or something. It's uh, October, somewhere in there. 
and he decides to pull out. Okay, what then? But John, I was going to ask you this question before we do that. So when when Lyndon Johnson did that, how yeah. far into the process? It was March. It was it March. Was March. So it was way in. The convention would be that summer coming. And the quick chronology was was this. Gene McCarthy had been running uh, along. And McCarthy uh, ran against Johnson in the New Hampshire primary. Remember, the primaries were not quite as important as they are today. They they existed in certain states. Wisconsin had a primary and, and so forth. Uh, Johnson actually won the uh, New Hampshire primary, but uh, he didn't win it real solidly. McCarthy ran well, and so people said, ooh, he's, uh, uh, he's vulnerable. With that, seeing that he was vulnerable, Bobby Kennedy then entered uh, uh, the race, which was Johnson's greatest fear. Remember how much he hated the Kennedys. Right. He hated Bob, Bobby Kennedy in particular. And so in March of that year, he, in a tremendous surprise, even to many of his aides, he went on television, did a address to the nation, but not written in his speech, only in his own notes, was his decision that he would withdraw, uh, withdraw from the race. And I, I, I remember the night so vividly. I was singing with a little folk music group at the time and we were doing a concert uh that night and somebody came up to me and said johnson's just pulled out of the race and i couldn't couldn't believe it uh, at all so it was pretty late but i think the difference is that uh you know in fact hubert humphrey didn't run in private uh, primaries at all there were plenty of states that set their delegates uh to the convention on their own. And so the primaries weren't that meaningful. That's not true today. You've got to run in the primaries and Democrats, they've got to put a whole primary process together because they're not doing much about that right, right, right. now. I mean, there are primaries scheduled, yes. but um, I agree. I actually heard, and I think it was Charlie Sykes who said that, um, they maybe have until the end of November at the, the farthest reaches out. I think that's, I think and that's I think fair. And I think that there, there may be candidates, I think, particularly Gavin Newsom, that could gear up very, very quickly. Um, and, you know, then really you would be looking at who could beat Trump. And I do think Gavin Newsom could beat him. Um, so... I think it's a doable thing, but every day it gets more difficult. Um, Absolutely. I know we're up at the end, but if you had to do a couple of quick names of who would enter, I agree, Gavin Newsom. I absolutely think Pete Buttigieg is, is in. I actually think Liz Warren comes back in. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. You might be. She's, she's, she's maybe not done with it. I mean, obviously, Kamala... Maybe Kamala would be the Corey Booker again. Cory Booker, I think for sure. Uh, I think Amy Klobuchar uh, feels like she did a good run last time. Uh, yeah, could be. Then there'll always be, uh, 
you know, uh, the wild cards, the Mike Bloomberg's, those kind of right kind of people. Right. Right. Uh, or oh, Mark you know, Cuban. no, you know who we haven't mentioned who I think is a great candidate and would could probably pull it together pretty quickly is Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that there's a lot right. of young talent in the Democratic Party, and it's another thing that I think Biden should be looking at because I think it's one of the things that Ignatius says I I thought was very um, powerful that if Biden were to lose to Trump, whatever legacy he has, whatever he did during his term would be washed away by him being the guy whose ego got in the way of him doing what was best for the country. Absolutely. Listen, let's uh, plan to send a link to this this podcast to President Biden. He can hear what we thought. That'd be good. Okay. All right. right. Bye. Talk to you. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.